remember that time when we decided to go up Whiteface in negative 25 degree wind chill? I do. Remember the time we set the Grand Canyon on fire just about? I do, and then we found a, a forest fire in the Grand Canyon thinking it was us. <laughs> and we walked around it. Uh, <laughs> remember the other time when we went exploring in a cave and got scratched to shit and you had a giant tick coming out of your back like an alien chest burster? Yeah, and then we went to the hospital so I could get it removed. <laughs> yes. You got a nice pair of scissors out of that. I did. I did. Remember the time that we went... Um, <clears throat> Hiking 16 miles in Hurricane Harvey. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the other time when we went up into Mount Wright inside another hurricane and had to hide in a crevasse in the 54 mile an hour gusts. I do, I do. Well, well, that was all dumb, but what we did yesterday was kind of dumber. Welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast, where uh, we do stupid shit and you get to listen to us do stupid shit. Yeah. I am Tumbles. And I am cranky, and that is not an exaggeration. Yesterday was probably one of the most dangerous and stupidest things that we've ever done. Yes, and, it, you know, we weren't overseas for it. We weren't on top of Mount Everest. We were in the Adirondacks. So our original plan was to come up, camp at Avalanche Lake, and then do... Mount Gray, Mount Skylight, what else is around there? Redfield. Cliff and Redfield. There's plenty around there. There's also the back way to get up to Haystack. Um, so yeah, that little area right there was just chock full of peaks that we hadn't gotten to yet. And we thought this would be a good time to do them. And that plan is still eventually going to happen. Oh, good, you know, best laid plans. But we got to Marcy Dam, and we got busted again, because we rolled the dice and decided to risk it, and lost again uh, for not having a bear canister. You may think we're dumb. Okay, fair. Yes. And uh, you do need a bear canister in the High Peaks region beyond Marcy Dam if you go to the eastern, because the High Peaks region is broken up into two sections, the eastern and the western. The eastern has all of those... Peaks that everyone knows, so Marcy Haystack, Gothics, um, Marcy Dam is in the east, Nye and Street are there too, so there's a, a bunch of rules that you have to adhere to, and one of them is needing a bear canister. The other is that you can't set fires, you can't have campfires. So we obviously weren't going to do the campfire, but we thought we could sneak past uh, the ranger. Do a bear hang. <clears throat> yep, and... and no, no. <laughs> we got busted so our food got confiscated we're obviously just gonna have to buy a fucking bear canister yeah they do have bear canisters at the information center at the adirondack lodge for rent if you want to do that but if you do get caught by the ranger at the dam the ranger will tell you you have one of two options you can either leave your food at the ranger's hut at the dam uh, overnight and then do your day hike during the day come back for it or you have to walk two and a half miles back to the lodge rent your bear canister then walk two and a half miles back so we opted to leave our food and set up around marcy dam mm -hmm. um our setup was rather impressive we did a tent and then it's been raining like insane amounts in the northeast for the past two weeks we are in the midst of a f 
freaking rain equal to what Noah faced in biblical times. It's so, the <clears throat> El Nino, which is Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> Very good. That That's amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, you explained this to me yesterday, like, it shifted, which is trapping all this moisture or some shit. Yeah, it has to do with the El Nino that's happening, uh, this summer, as well as the jet stream, which is a bit lower than usual, which is trapping, um, the clouds, so the clouds don't have movement to go up into the atmosphere, which is why we've been stuck in a proverbial cloud for two weeks. And it rains... Every day and thunderstorms every day. So we lucked out. It stopped raining just as we got into the park, actually, and cleared up. Yeah. But we did the tent, and then we did a tarp over the tent, which I was thrilled. It was kind of your design from videos that you had been watching, but I knew the knots, so I got to use my taut line hitch and teach you the taut line hitch, and we had a very impressive setup i think it was and um since we didn't have a footprint for my tent and it is the gossamer gear the two tent um it worked out because that night it did rain and we were dry we were dry so um one of the things on my list has been avalanche pass and avalanche lake so we got up did breakfast uh, we broke the rules. We kept our breakfast with us. We hid it from the rangers. Sorry. <clears throat> yep. And surprise, surprise, we stored it properly, even without bear canisters, and nothing happened. So, <clears throat> uh, breakfast by Marcy Dan was awesome. Great mm. view. And then <clears throat> we went up to Avalanche Pass and Avalanche Lake, which is billed as a relatively flat, <clears throat> which I guess compared to the high peaks, it is. It is, Yeah. But a relatively flat introduction to the Adirondacks. Do this if you don't want to do the high peaks. Right. It still has a significant amount of elevation. For those that are familiar with the Adirondacks, there's at Marcy Dam, there's one of three ways you can go. You can go, there's actually one of four ways, but the major three to the peaks is you can go on the Van Hovenberg Trail which takes you to Phelps, Tabletop, Marcy, and then the Great Range from there. Or you can take um, the one we took, which takes you to um, Wright, if you want to, not Wright, I'm sorry, um, Colden. Yes. And to Avalanche Lake, and to the Trap Dyke to get you to the top of Colden. The third way is kind of going backtracking yourself um, like you're going back to the lodge, but then you make a hard left and you go to the McIntyre range, which includes Wright, Algonquin, and Iroquois. I think the trail we were on is the Avalanche Lake Trail, I think. I think, yeah. There is a junction that will take you to Tabletop as well. So, <clears throat> Avalanche Lake is absolutely gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Oh my god. It, it, it was beautiful. And I wanted to get to the Hitch Up Matildas. But even before then, this is when we first started seeing the, well, as usual, because it's a DEC um, yes. project, <clears throat> the, the trails are just absolutely horrific. And yep. since it's been raining for two weeks, they are even more so. 
just absolute soup. And soup. that got worse and worse throughout the day. I mean, people were making alternate routes <clears throat> to go around the literal lakes and streams that was the, the trail. But that, as we know, that kind of ruins very delicate vegetation. And it but makes the footprint of the trail just huge. wider and wider and wider. Yeah. I will post pictures. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. I will post pictures. But because they're so poorly maintained by the Department of Environmental Conservation in the state of New York, there the trail just stops and it is literally a lake that is impassable. Yep. Yep. It is horrible. Um, <clears throat> so we eventually got to the lake. And you skirt around the lake... And the point that I wanted to get to were the Hitch Up Matildas, which get their name from Bill Nye, who was a guy. Not, not the science guy. Yes, Bill Nye the mountain guy. The mountain guy. <laughs> not the science guy. <laughs> who was a mountaineer and an explorer. Uh, he was guiding a hike for Matilda Fielding, her husband, and their niece in 1868. Hmm. And they got to Avalanche Lake, and they wanted to cross. And he said, well, we've got a couple options. We can cross now, but I'm going to have to ferry you across on my shoulders, which in 1868, for a woman to climb on a man's shoulders, scandalous. <laughs> they do things differently up here. Um, <laughs> we can camp. And then tomorrow I can build a raft. I can come up with something. They opted. They wanted to get back. They opted to be ferried across. So he hitched each one of them up on his shoulders and is kind of swimming, walking across around the perimeter of the lake to get them through. <clears throat> and hitch up Matilda comes from as she was on his shoulders her skirt and um, dress is getting wet and her cousin and husband kept shouting hitch up Matilda hitch up so in order to get around the lake today they have these boardwalks that are bolted into the side of the rock um, they drilled about a foot and a half in for each hmm. mount and then they have fixed boardwalks that are really really awesome yeah. called Hitch, hitch up, up Matilda's. Matilda's. Yes. So we got to that. We had a, a, our lovely goo breakfast. Yes. Um, second breakfast. <clears throat> and then we went back down and broke our camp. Well, I was, you know, as we were walking back to Marcy Dam campsite, we were commenting that we probably did a good thing by staying at Marcy Dam mm -hmm. and we thank the ranger for doing his job um because Marcy Dam campsite was the driest campsite that we saw yes and uh, and ta at the end talking to other people saying that all the campsites were absolute messes yep no because of all the rain and all the lean-tos were occupied yeah so we stayed in the best location right so we got back down to the campsite, started to break camp, and it started to drizzle the tiniest bit as we were breaking camp. Um, and then it got worse from there. So we got our food, and we walked two and a half miles in a torrential downpour. 
Yeah, even the tree canopy didn't help at this time. It was just bad. We looked, by the time we got back, we looked like we had just dive, dove into the lake and we were absolutely soaked. We had not seen rain like that since the Appalachian Trail in Georgia. That's right. Yeah, mm. since the uh, the first leg of that ending at um, Mountain Crossings. Where we abandoned that trip because yeah. the rain was so bad. It was so bad. So, um, we regrouped at the lodge, packed a day pack, changed clothes, got set up. Kind of hemming and hawing a little bit as to what to do because... There's a, a nice volunteer that just hangs out at the information center, kind of asking where people are going, you know, do you have the 10 essentials with you, um, and stuff like that. So we asked the guy, you know, what's the forecast looking like for the rest of the day, and basically the same kind of thing. On and off showers, possible thunderstorms. Yeah, <clears throat> so it was around one thirty that we decided and set off for Street and I. <laughs> Um, and I kind of pushed for that. I did not want to walk away yesterday empty-handed. Yes. So I take most of the responsibility for this. <laughs> well, you know, looking at the map, and I've been wanting to do Street and I for a while, um, because it's, it's literally the trail starts right at the lodge. And you can't go anywhere else besides Mount Joe and Heart Lake. And then it's Street and I trail. Well, I I regret it's wanting to do It's only eight this. miles. Yeah, seriously, only eight miles. It's an eight mile out and back. It can't be too bad, right? So it seemed reasonable, and it was. Like, the first... Oh, the first, like, two miles were amazing. All of the trails that the Adirondack Mountain Club maintains are gorgeous. Yes. The problem is when you get off of their property and get onto state land, then it's the responsibility of the Department of Environmental Conservation, and they suck. I'm curious because, you know, we've seen a lot at around the lodge, they're doing a lot of wood cutting, most likely to redo some of the bridges and uh, boardwalks that are in real bad shape. But I wonder what their agreement is you know, if the state is allowed to come on AMC property and do some work and able to... I have no, no idea. No idea. Yeah, <laughs> we'll check that out. <laughs> but the boundary between their property and where the state's... It's so obvious. It's so obvious. So then it starts to get muddy, and we're like, all right, whatever. It's, it's muddy, it's raining, it's a state trail. All the trails around here are going to be that way. Yeah. Um, and that was fine. Yeah, I mean, right, for the first two miles, it was flat, and it was beautiful. I'm like, great, we only have two miles to go. <laughs> and then we come to a river, which I'm sure in the dry season is a stream that you mm -hmm. crossed, because there's no bridge, there's no anything. Yes. But <clears throat> with all the rain that we've had, this was a river. Mm-hmm. So we're hemming and hawing, we're looking for crossing points. I already had bent one of my trekking poles, um, so I wasn't thrilled. And we cross, it was, the current was pretty strong. We took our shoes off and it was up to our thighs. Thighs, yeah. And we're like, all right, well, <clears throat> that was fun. Um, 
And then on the other side is where the trail starts to get ridiculous. The elevation gain is rather extreme. You know, there's a spot in between because you have to cross the river twice. It's almost like you're, it's the way it weaves. It's almost like you're on an island. Um, that section is still pretty darn good. And then you cross the river again. And that's when you start to ascend and ascend rapidly, like you said. And the trails are in horrible condition. So there's boulders everywhere. There's rocks and roots. Well, drink. We can't. We just had ice cream. So yes. eat ice cream. Um, <clears throat> extremely muddy. We crossed a swamp at one point. Yeah, where was the swamp? The swamp was... After the second river crossing. After the second river crossing, yeah, that was hoot. Um, the a, nice beaver, a nice beaver dam, though. Yes, a very nice beaver <laughs> dam. Which is hilarious because that section of trail is completely washed out, and there's a giant hole where the trail used to be, and there's a beaver dam right next to it. And we were like, oh, the beavers tried to fix it. <laughs> Bless them. <laughs> so, climbing up, the elevation gain is absolutely ridiculous what's the elevation gain of the entire mountain 4150 and 4180 all i would say within two miles because the first two miles are flat <clears throat> it so, was like we were gaining 2500 feet in two miles yes yeah um and then there is no trail because of the rain the trail just becomes a stream well you know yeah. when when you read about these two mountains because I had questioned whether or not this was an original bushwhack or not and they call it a trailless trail I'm like will you shut the fuck up it's a it's a bushwhack <laughs> yes you're 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 next to a stream I mean originally it it is a stream that you're yes. okay it's, it wasn't just created by the no, the rain okay that was a stream that was a stream so you are just following this stream as far up as you can go which but, is almost the majority of the hike uh but because of all the rain the stream has overflowed its banks and was on the trail and combined with all the other runoff we were almost ankle deep at point and that was the trail that was the trail yeah just ankle deep in stream water um and then the elevation gain is ridiculous the rocks were ridiculous i had not felt as like tired and weak since climbing out of the grand canyon this past summer in 110 degree weather six miles up out of the grand canyon that's how i felt like as far as my level of tiredness and decreased physicality yeah i mean you're dealing you're dealing with i mean a, a couple of factors with us not doing a peak since whiteface i mean we've been keeping up on our running and our, our resistance training and our weight training and that's all good but then you you get to do actual outdoor and elevation stuff and not to mention we don't usually do two hikes in one day yes that is totally not us we're in early morning get done by noon go have drink the rest a beer of, and have, have an awesome lunch exactly and, and that's it for the day but you know it was it was it threw us for a loop starting at 1 30 well threw me for a loop mostly 
Um, and then I didn't realize how unwell you were feeling. I, I just opened my mouth and start complaining. <laughs> this um, sucks! <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, nope, just give me a couple more steps. He was couple doing, more steps. He was doing the David Goggins shit. <laughs> yes. So the David Goggins, and that's kind of what got us into this. Yes. <laughs> so David Goggins has this thing. It's yeah. called the one second rule. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're doing anything difficult, it takes one second to quit. And what you're thinking about in that one second is, for example, today or yesterday, it would have been, wow, the Lake Placid Brew Pub. I could be having a beer right now. I could be dry. I could be having a burger right now. I could be dry because before we would go there, we'd go to a hotel room and I'd get a shower and change. Mm -hmm. And that's, you think about that stuff and then you quit. Right. Well, what happens is, yes, you will eventually be warm, you will eventually be fed, you will eventually be dry, but then you'll also have shame. Yeah, yeah, this is what he, this was his mantra to me, all yes. of yesterday and part of today. Um, <clears throat> yes, we're eventually going to be dry, but we'll also have shame. So It's really also a put, so we got that. <laughs> it was also a put down because you are wading through water. And you're being rained on. And I know our friends who've done the AT and days on the AT have to deal with this for, you know, days and months and stuff like that. And it is really, it is tough. Yes. But on the AT, unless you are in the whites or unless you are in the smokies, you're not dealing with the rain and the elevation. Correct. And, and also, I don't know. You know, there are days where we've gone to, I'm thinking about our New York AT excursion, where we went to bed while we had dry clothes for sleeping, we were right back in our wet clothes the next day. Yes. And just how miserable you feel. So going up this mountain, it was just, and it was like never ending. Yeah, I was just going to say, and then it doesn't end. Like you think you're going to, there, I don't know how many false summits there were. But you think you're going to break tree line. Yeah. And you don't. Then you just face ledges, like, that you have to climb up and shimmy over. And then we ran into a couple coming down. Yeah. And we were like, how far is the junction between <clears throat> Street and Night? And the, the gentleman was like, you only have half a more hour of this roots and boulder climbing. And, and at I that point, like, you were like, oh, oh my God. God. I was like, are you fucking serious? We've been doing this for what's... I mean, it wasn't long at all, but... It just seems so long because you're dealing with all of what nature has to offer you. And you're like, oh, this is great. I'm so glad. I'm so I, that kind of bolstered me because we got to talk to people who were had done their summit and were very happy. So that kind of bolstered my mood. And then I was like, okay, 30 minutes. I could do 30 more minutes. You could do 30 more minutes. minutes. There's right. an end goal. And he told us at the junction, from the junction, it's five minutes to nigh. We eventually got to the junction, and you were about done. Like I was I, done. I literally asked you, like, "Are you do we can turn around now?" And that's our thing. Yeah. Like, despite all my David Goggins mantras, <laughs> and you're gonna have shame. Like, <clears throat> if either one of us says we're done, that's it. The other person is done as well. I just are my most. The one that comes to mind the most is um, Mount Adams. Where it was sleeping in the car the night before. I didn't have a good night's sleep. It was just the... We weren't even halfway up. We weren't halfway up. And I said, that's it. 
I, like, I gotta go. I, we have to turn around. <laughs> I was like, all right, turn and around, then, take me to Calvin Coolidge's house then. And then that's what we did. We went to Calvin Coolidge's house instead. Um, <clears throat> so we got to the junction, ran into a couple of guys yeah. that were like, it's, yeah, you're, because we didn't know that we were at the junction because nothing is marked. Nothing is marked. There, oh, that too. There is no tree marker. There is no... No blazes. No blazes. There is nothing. There is nothing. You're going by your your map and if you are solely relying on all trails you notice on that map that there is a gap the trail just disappears the trails just on and i was curious if it was just my phone but on cranky's phone too the trail disappears for a uh topo bar or two (laughs) and it is literally it's choose your own adventure because there is no trail anymore it's just wet it's just wet Eventually, you know, you do catch up to the trail, but you have to, you have to be keenly aware of where you are. Yeah, and what direction, and yeah. Yeah. So, we hit, eventually we hit Nye, which is named after Bill Nye the Mountain Guy. (laughs) Um, Bill Nye the Mountain Guy. And last night, I was so fried, I did not even make that connection. Yeah, you were telling me about I was talking about Bill Bill Nye, Nye, and you're like... Yeah, go ahead. I was like, oh, the mountain we just climbed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so there was a connection. It may have seemed like a very random day doing Avalanche Lake and Nye, but we kind of made that connection late on. So we said, we, 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 we did we that. We justified it. We justified it. It worked out. But we did not do street. No, we orphaned that um, because, <clears throat> yeah, you were just not able to do that which is absolutely fine so nye is a closed summit so all of that for no view which we wouldn't have been able to see anything anyway because it was sucked in yeah so we got our picture and then we headed back down and at this point things actually started to go a lot better because you get that we summited you get that feeling of accomplishment you get the serotonin you get the adrenaline right and we decided our feet are already fucked so we no longer have to rock hop and root hop. Yeah. We're just going to walk. Walk. And uh, that saved a hell of a lot of time. And uh, something that I learned and that everyone should take heed of, if it, uh, if it is forecasting rain, if the trails are mud puddles, along with your wool socks is where your liners, your Which cotton Which I liners. always wear because I have shitty feet. Yes, I've been able to get away for years now not wearing liners and my feet have been fine, but my f- I'm looking at my feet right now and they're, they're fucked, fucked up. up. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we, trunching through puddles, it was not a descent, it was more of a controlled fall, fall. and crash. Mm-hmm. And I was really, neither of us actually fell a lot of close calls, but I had visions of us, either one of us falling, hitting our head on a rock, or hitting our head on a, like, a pointy stump. Um, but our mood was a lot better. It was. And then we got back down. Which to... also took, which was also took, yes. it took a, a while to get down the mountain to where that beaver dam was. Um, I had, we had no idea actually when I looked at the map, we still had a ways, a bit of a ways Mm -hmm. to go to get down. (sighs) Um, I noticed that all trails, when you pull, pull up the map, Mm. 
it takes a second or two to move the blue dot to where you it are. It does. So you were really pissed at one point because I was like, we're four topo bars away from this. And like, you're like, we're really fucking far. <laughs> the topo bars on your map were different than the topo bars on my map. <laughs> but um, we were actually closer than. Yeah. It so worked out. back to the river. Which oh my God. it had now been a couple hours of solid rain. So that first crossing going back was fine. Yes, we just we, we just waited walked through. through. Yeah, and with our shoes, we didn't care at this yep. point. They, our feet were fucked. Well, my feet were fucked, and the shoes were gonna dry eventually. Uh, then we got to the second crossing, and that's where we had a problem. This was now a river with class two rapids. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, above our waist. It was concerning because where we originally crossed, it was going at a clip. So I decided to hug the shoreline and walk through to see if there was any easier way to get across. And there was absolutely nothing. So we met back up where we had originally crossed and put the phones in my day pack. By the way, Gregory Nano 18. Mm -hmm. So 18 liter tiny ass day pack. That thing was a fucking trooper that for us. That was a rock star. Yesterday yeah. and today. Yep. <clears throat> Highly recommend. Five out of five. Um, <laughs> so we put the phones in, in my bag and waded across very, very carefully. Mind you, Crank only had one pole. Yes. <laughs> because his died at the first river crossing. Oh. Before that, yeah. um, I kind of fell down a ledge and my pole got caught in a root. And as I was lifting it up, I heard you say, no! And then <laughs> it was bending. It was bending and it had broken uh, on the ascent. So <clears throat> that was the... Probably the most dangerous thing we've ever done is that river crossing yesterday. Correct. Um, but we got through it very carefully, very gingerly, watching out for each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on the other side, our shoes and our legs were totally clean. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, and from there, it wasn't that bad. From there, it was a mile and a half. Yeah, around there. Back to the lodge. We were, our legs were shot. We were half dead. Yeah. And you always do better at the end of the day than I do. I was I was in, as you pointed out, adrenaline mode and mm -hmm. shock mode all at the same time. <sighs> so I was kind of staring into space. It was well for the last <clears throat> mile and a half. You said after crossing the river, like your vision got sharper, everything, yes. and that's pure. Your body is like uh, adrenaline time. So. Mm -hmm. Um, we totally fucked up my car because we were wet <clears throat> soaked. Uh, my car smells like a wet dog died in it. <laughs> a wet dog died. Not just a wet dog. The dog died too. Yep. <clears throat> okay. And it's been there for two days. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the roadway, road lot. Why can I never remember the Roadway Lodge? Sure. Close enough. Ro Lake roadway Inn. Yes. Lake Placid. Highly recommend we completely fucked that room up. That room smells like a wet dog. I texted my lovely wife. I was like, the hotel room smells like a wet dog. 
It's not their fault. It's our fault. <laughs> I cracked open the uh, balcony doors like the whole night, which helped. And then today, we're like, let's go for round two. Actually, it would be round three. Oh, uh, yes. So originally, we were supposed to do four peaks. It was dwindling sharply. And I were like, well, might as well get one more done today. And we decided on doing Mount Esther since we orphaned that about three weeks, four weeks ago. Yes. Um, so go back and listen to that episode. Yes. <clears throat> so firstly, our uh, shoes and socks were still damp. So I'm like, all right, well, there's one outfitter that's open in town. Nothing opens in Lake Placid until like what seems like 2 9 p.m. o'clock. <laughs> but it to was us might as well be 2, 2 p.m. p.m. This was a really late morning for us. Like, we're normally up at 2 or 3 and yeah. on the trail by 5 at the latest. Right, exactly. <clears throat> we were up by 7. I know, it was You see how, how, we, how we think. I'm like, yeah, this was great. And you're like, God, shame, shame. shame. <laughs> <laughs> so we the, the outfitter that was opened at 8 o'clock was Cunningham's, and we got there at 8.15, and on their website, it says 8 o'clock in the morning they open. On Google, it says 8 o'clock in the morning they're open. Where they open, of course they fucking weren't. Because it's like Placid. And they do whatever they feel like. And like Placid doesn't have Walmart or anything. Not that we really support Walmart, but it's fucking convenient. Yes. Um, Lake Placid wants your money, but they don't want you. It's true. Because they have all of these things that cost a lot of money and the great tourism but nothing is ever open. There's no infrastructure to support it. They want your money, but they don't want you. Yeah, along with nothing being opened early. And they close everything early. Everything yeah. closes like at five. Nothing is longer, nothing is open longer than like six and a half hours. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> we decided to kind of cheat a little bit on Esther. Did we though? Did we? <clears throat> We've climbed the ascent to Esther twice. twice. So I guess technically it counts. Of course it counts. I mean, for those that have done whiteface from the uh, the astronomical atmospheric atmospheric astronomical research, research, atmospheric research, research center, center parking lot, you know that goddamn ascent. That's the first point eight miles, and it's a bitch. So we've done that bitch both in the winter and the summer, and we're done. So we drove up the. Whiteface Memorial Highway. Veterans. Veterans. Veterans Memorial Highway, thank you. Which was signed into existence by Governor Franklin Roosevelt. And now they charge you and rape you backwards, forwards, and sideways. And built in 1931. Mm -hmm. And they charge $20 for a car and a driver. Okay, I'm on board with that. But I had a passenger with me. Should have fucking hid in the trunk. Human trafficking. We endorse it. No, we <laughs> no, don't. We don't. <laughs> no, we do not endorse. Oh, Jesus. Um, we endorse people hiding in the trunk so you don't have to pay another 20 fucking dollars. Yeah, each passenger is $20. So if you have a family of four, that's 80 fucking dollars to drive on this road that's two miles long. So. <laughs> it's like six. All right, close. <laughs> Whatever. It seems like two because the Mount Washington Auto Road is actually substantial and you get a little audio tour with it and it's wonderful and, and great it's and scary cheaper as hell and fucking cheaper yes uh anyway i yeah, was disappointed it's a, it's a fucking ripoff this road was not 
I live around hills. We've been up Mount Washington yeah. Road. This was not the only thing that was kind of interesting about it for me was that it was socked in with clouds and couldn't really see. Yeah. <clears throat> but if it had been a clear day, I would have been like, this is very disappointing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we parked at the top. Um, the guy, the first guy we met up top that gave us parking directions was very nice. Very, very nice. Yes. No one else was. Oh, God. <clears throat> um, dead ash. And then we hiked down to the Esther Junction, which, again, is just mud. Not as bad as yesterday. No, there's substantial rocks that you can hop. Yes. But still <clears throat> very, very muddy. Uh made a left at the Esther Junction. Esther, by the way, is named for? Esther is named after Esther McComb in 1838, I believe. Esther McComb uh, was the first person to ascend Mount Esther, and she was 15 years old. That is awesome. Yes. And I am checking the date. The summit sign for Esther does not have the year that she did this. Does it not? <clears throat> nope. Mount Esther, 4,270 feet to commemorate the indomitable spirit of mm -hmm. Esther McComb, age 15, who made the first recorded descent of this peak for the sheer joy of climbing. Oh. But no year. <clears throat> yeah, it was the 1830s. I think it was 1838. Which is... Badass. It's crazy how early she, that was. Yes, and she didn't need no fucking trail to find the summit. She just bushwhacked. Her and David Goggins. <clears throat> That's right. Um, <clears throat> if Esther had been dry, it would have had a, been a very lovely ascent. Because it's not the elevation. Oh, it was a great ascent. From yeah. the junction, the ascent to Esther is fantastic. You hit Mount Lookout, which is a baby peak. We believe that it's just connected to Esther, which is why it doesn't have its own designation, yep. really. Um, and then... Boundary Peak is the same way. Yeah, Boundary Peak's the same way. Uh, Marble Marble Hill is Marble Mountain is the same one way, too. But, um, yeah, it was great. I loved that ascent. Except for the mud. Yeah, um, it was muddy. And at some points, I was probing with my trekking pole, my one remaining trekking pole. Um, if we had slipped, we would have been in up to our knees. Knees. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Holy shit. We would have lost a shoe. Yes. So, uh, we were pretty careful. Eventually, we both ended up falling in. Yeah. So... Uh, coming back was not like yet yesterday coming back we just didn't care like mud up to our ankles just whatever walk through it today wasn't quite that bad but we were a lot less careful coming back because our shit was already wet mm -hmm. esther is another closed summit but it has that lovely sign that i just read there is a view like if you go down if you turn around on the ascent you'll see some some mountains and you can go to look at as well you can go to look at as well. It's actually um, Esther, Mount Esther is the northernmost high peak in the park. So it's the northernmost 46er. That's awesome. Yeah. And we did that shit. We did. <clears throat> um, so yeah, marched our happy asses back down. Well, we went to the castle. <clears throat> yes. And then like the castle on the top of Whiteface has a gift shop and it has... Oh, this is, yes. <sighs> so we needed socks. We needed socks in the worst way. 
because we were going to either do another mountain that afternoon or tomorrow morning. And so, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Um, Nothing but the best on the I most know. unprofessional podcast on the internet. That's right. We had a full two days, goddammit. Um, so we needed socks. At the top of Whiteface, there is a gift shop full of... Um, tr- S- sweatshirts, mostly. Yeah, sweatshirts, but they also had hats and tech shirts and shit like that and backpacks. So I'm like, all right, they must have socks. No, they have cotton socks. And, of course, the the person behind the cash register was so fucking helpful. Not. And I uh, said, we're leaving. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we left and we ended up at... Um, and for those of you that followed Jonathan Saharic back in the day, not recently, but back in the day, this uh, brought a little smile to our faces. We ended up at... High Peak Cyclery. Where Jonathan Saharic used to work. And who used to sponsor his videos. How convenient. But uh, Home of $6,978 mountain bikes. Yeah, that's insane. Um, so what I'm finding with a lot of these outdoor stores in this area is that there's not one dedicated solely to hiking. Which is bizarre. It's so strange to me. You have REI, which has a little bit of everything, but primarily REI deals with walking, hiking, running, yep. you know. There is an Eastern Mountain Sports on Main Street. Oh, is there really? Yes. Oh. So there is your, this is primarily hiking store. Yeah, for sure. And, and mountain climbing. But that's climbing. a chain. That is a chain. Um, what we've noticed, of course, there is a lot of ski mm-hmm. and snowboarding um, and winter sports stores, which is fine. Because but there's like a boating outfitter that also has some hiking stuff. Right, and there's a bunch of cycle shops with some hiking shit in there. It was It's so strange. So High Peak Cyclery has a, an amazing selection of shoes. And of course, thank God they had darn tufts. So we got our socks. We got some other sh- stuff, little stuff, and... I was annoyed because when we got back to our room <laughs> and I was going through my shit, I had an extra pair of socks. So that was $25 that I didn't need to spend. But Yes. But you have another one for life. Yes. It's another one for life. So um, another uh, thumbs down for this area. So after Esther, we were going to go to Sable Chasm to see that spectacle. And uh, when we got down the mountain from Whiteface, it was 2.30? Yep. We're like, oh shit, Osable Chasm closes at 4.30. So by the time we got there, we would have had an hour. <laughs> yeah, to walk around. I'm like, well, you said there's like five miles worth of, of trails, right? So what's the point? I don't want to pay that <clears throat> amount and only have an hour. So we decided to regroup and go to another mountain (laughs) bonus mountain bonus hiking mountain for me this was the highlight of the trip and gives me something to look forward to yes this was more like a scouting run since we started pretty late we started around four o'clock yeah um up catamount mountain which should be a high peak one of the high peaks for all intents and purposes it is a 35 and change hundred 
Bigfoot Mountain. Um, if this was in the Catskills, this would be the crown jewel. But since it's here, it's this little known, mostly ignored. Yeah, I mean. It's also pretty far out there. It is. It is a bit northeast of Whiteface and Esther. So probably that's another reason why they, they don't name it. I mean, Chuscaraga is, I think, around there too, if not a little bit more. But um, this is the only non-high peak alpine zone mountain you'll find in the Adirondacks. And it is four miles, although we think that that's... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's actually a five, five and a half round trip. But you're getting that 34, 3,500 feet elevation in but, those, in the last two of those miles. Right. So on, once again, why you shouldn't trust 100% all trails, even though it's an amazing guide, it had claimed that it was a 4.4 mile round trip with only 1,500 and change elevation gain. So we were like, okay. We're like, fine. I mean, this we should do that in two hours. This shouldn't be tough. However, um, on the sign where we parked, it said elevation gain 2600 and change. I'm like, oh no. Yep. This is where we said maybe we should rethink our, our efforts and make this a scouting mission instead. So we picked this is a good strategy that we have talked about before. Avoid getting yourself into trouble. Pick a turnaround time, which we probably should have done yesterday too. But eh. so we said we'll go till five o'clock, and then we'll turn around. And we hit um, about halfway up a nice little ledge that was the perfect turnaround pot yes. spot. Our only view of the day, you could see white face in the distance. Mm -hmm. Um, and even in just that. Two and a half miles we did, maybe? Two miles? We did. To get not, to that spot. Not even. It was 1.56 miles. The reason that I'm thinking it's two is because they're very technical miles. Yeah. <clears throat> the first mile's absolute beauty. Yes. Beauty. Nice and flat and beautiful trails. The we, best department yes. of environmental conservation, conservation trail I have seen. It was amazing. Um, the five out of five, the only time that I will probably ever say that about their trails. Yeah, because it's not <clears throat> trampled on all the time. Yes. So once you get past that first mile, then it becomes very and technical, technical and a hell of a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing <clears throat> like spider walks up in between um, a little tiny wedge, um, very, very narrow shit around corners and roots, like just absolute, a playground. Yes, and uh, the further up you go, the more of a playground it gets. There's squeezes and um, there are three points of contact, four points of contact areas. Um, and since it's al alpine, I mean, there's no trees, like it is, it's bald once mm -hmm. you get past a certain point, and that sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Yes. So we're looking forward to coming back and doing Catamount Mountain. So, um, and that's really it that we set out to do four or five peaks. We only did two, but it was some of the most difficult hiking that we have done in, in a, a long, long time, time, if not ever. Yeah, that, uh, that river crossing. Oof. So, that, I mean, we envision, I mean, that must be for our 
CDT hikers, um, yeah, th- those river crossings. Yeah, that was fucking scary. Yeah. So, but <clears throat> we did it. So hopefully the next time we do a trail review, uh, it will be of the full, um, why, Catter, tell me. Catamount. Catamount. Jesus Christ, I've been doing this all afternoon. Catamount. So I would rate <clears throat> nigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like half a star out of five. <laughs> um, yeah, that fucking mess. Even dry, even if it had not been the the wet that we faced, just it's in horrible condition and the elevation gain is ridiculous. And and you know, reading some of these guides, they say Street and I are great mountains to do after you do your Cascade and Porter hikes for our newbies, and we're like, no. no. No, it's not. It should be some of your last shit you do. Yeah. <clears throat> After Cascade and Porter, the first peaks that we did up here, we did the Wolf, wolf jaws. jaws. And that was doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I would say after your Cascade and Porter, go to the Wolf Jaws. Go to the Wolf Jaws. Go to <laughs> Giant. Giant. Go to Marcy. Yes. Go fucking do Marcy. It's easy. Go, well, it's long, but it's simple. Yes. Go do the McIntyre Range. Go do fucking um, Whiteface and Esther before you do Street Nye. Yeah, Street Nye is brutal. Do everything before fucking Street Nye. Jesus. We found Phelps has been our nemesis in this park, and we found one worse, worse than, than Phelps. Phelps. So. I can't imagine what Phelps looked like. Oh, God. Oh, it's probably gone. <laughs> there is no Phelps. There's no Phelps anymore. <laughs> it's just washed out. Oh, I also have to reiterate, there is no way a four-year-old did these peaks. There we go. I'm, I'm sorry. We've ranted about this before. Yeah. But there's no way that that happened. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, no. No way. I would rate Avalanche Lake. Um, to get there was not pleasant. But overall, I would give that like a four out of five. Catamount's five out of five. Yes. All right, folks. I think that is it. That is it. Um, we don't know what our next adventure is at the moment, but uh, we'll figure that out. We're hoping to have some um, guests on sooner than later. Yeah, I have to get back on that. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, check out Instagram because Crank's going to be posting a lot of stuff from our 48 to 60 hour jaunt up here in the Adirondacks. Uh, I'm very happy to have dry feet because my feet are super fucked up now with lots of bite, bug bites and uh, blisters. And other than that, we hope you're nice and warm and don't have shame. This has been Rocks and Roots. <laughs> Over and out.